Okay, good morning. Today's class is Lunishma Yafmodiyam Gedal Yisim Benemach and Vizrat Hashem Vosholem Achana Batadel Shalom Yavne and Daniel Ben Sara and the success and Yerachemayim Valisheva Nevag Gadiel Valisheva Shef Valisheva Em Valisheva Reda Malka B'Tova Basha. Today's class also in the Sukhot of all Kaisra we should all have a Yeshua. All right, God willing. Also, I pl- please rate and spread the podcasts. We're almost at a thousand. Uh, thousand ratings it's just, it's just good just when we want to start interviewing higher end people it, it's very good to show like really really good ratings for me i couldn't care less but it's really good for i, I have to be in this world of ratings and this and that you like it you like it you don't that's up to you but i have to be in this world that unfortunately if you want to get different people this is the one thing they do look at so i'm not a person i don't really like to ask people for anything but this is an area if you can rate it on apple you can rate it on spotify it definitely helps, etc. It's very tough for me to market these things. I'm, I'm just doing the classes, but next thing you know, we really got to get it to the next level because, you know, people look at thing, things differently. Okay, God willing, we should all, whoever needs to go to Uman Rosh Hashanah, also should have a blessing that we should all get to Uman Rosh Hashanah. All right, so we're going we're gonna to talk about two great concepts. Um, lesson five in the Kutim Moran. And... This great, uh, we're going to take a chapter from this book called If You Were God by Arya Kaplan. This is really a, the basics to everything. Um, Arya Kaplan was a, was a physicist and he became a Breslau Brachasid, believe it or not. He wrote, um, translated Sefer Yetzira, translated many of Rab Nachman's books, and he, had a, he, was, um, he was one of the leaders of the NCSY and was able to bring down very, very lofty information very, very practical. He died very, very young. Again, his mission was, was gone, but if imagine Arya Kaplan for another 70, 80, I can't even imagine what the world could have, what he could have brought out. I think he, you know, he translated Rav Nachman's stories, uh, Rav Nachman's wisdom, many, 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 uh, he translated many. I mean, can you imagine Breslov Institute to have Arya Kaplan at that time? Huh? The Bahir, I mean, just an incredible amount of, amount of books in such a short time. You know, I'm trying to write my first book, and I'm getting major roadblocks. You know, he was just, he was, he was just a genius. He was a genius, and specifically in making things super, super simple. And that's exactly what, at the end of the day, the message of Rab Nachman. If you look at it today, what, what are we really, really struggling with? If I look at myself, what am I struggling with? in my life. Where, where, where is our always struggle? It's always in relationships. At the end of the day, most of our struggles are either work relationships, relationships with our spouse. How come? How come this is such a, such a, so much work. You read, you could read five love languages. You could, there's a so much, so much work it appears to be on relationships. And the minute you think you have it in the bag, that's when the Yetzirah reawakens and <laughs> all of a sudden like, you have a brand new, brand new Yetzirah, brand new test. Even the Gemara, the Gemara, um, the Gemara says this. Gemara, the Gemara Shabbat, I believe Gemara Shabbat says it, that the Yetzirah is constantly renewed. Every single day. That means your ego is constantly re-renewed. And you have to basically, if it wasn't for God helping you, you would never have a chance. So to the extent that we have success in that area of our lives is to the extent that we end up asking for help and pray for it. To the extent that we don't ask, for help and we don't root it on a, on a spiritual realm, basically you, you, you can't stay on one level. That's the way the world is made. 
So it's a very important thing to understand, etc. Rav Nachman begins lesson five by telling us each person must say, that means your mission statement should be, when you wake up in the morning, you should say, the entire world was created only for my sake. This is a Gemara in Sanhedrin 37a. Consequently, because the world was created for my sake, I must constantly look into the world and consider ways to make the world better in order to provide what's missing in the world and pray for its behalf. The, the Gemara is telling us you have to wake up like that. You have to wake up saying, what can the world need today? What does the world need? What can I do for the world? How can I pray for the world in order to, to, to make the world better? Remember, it says the world was created for you, but not about you. Remember, very important. Can't say it's all about me, because then you, be, then you can't become a giver. So you have to do whatever skills God gave you, whatever gifts God gave you, whether in your relationships, whether with yourself, you have, you have an obligation to make the world a better place. To the extent that you work on yourself, you, be, you make your household better. And your household, you make your children better. And then your children make other people better. So you can see how, what a vicious effect of this is. But to the extent that we don't do that, the world is getting today, you can see it's, it seems to be going the other direction. You have teacher shortages. Everything just seems to go, be going backwards, it appears to be. So this is where we have to turn it up. When you see things going backwards, it teaches you, you can't just complain about the world. What can you do to make the world better? What can we do? Obviously, the world needs more faith. So, so Rabbi Kaplan really, really defines this in, in, in a beautiful way. And, and I think, again, this book must be read, I think, once a month. You know, every single time, I, I, I need to read this constantly. Because you have to understand the role of people in your relationships in, 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 a, in a much deeper realm. You have to understand your role. You have to understand, like, like Rabbi Nachman tells us in Lesson 1, our job is to find the Chachma in everything. What's the difference between going through life in a relationship or going through life at work, whether you have a spiritual experience or you don't have a spiritual experience? is whether or not you find the wisdom in everything. God put wisdom in everything. He put wisdom in your spouse. He put wisdom in everything in life. And our job is to really seek that spark in that area. So what he's saying here, your ultimate goal, what is the ultimate goal of man? The ultimate goal of man is imitation of God. If somebody should ask you, who's your role model? You should say God. God's my role model. Why? Because what is God, what is God known for? He's known for his mercy. He's known for his 13 attributes of mercy. And he created the world in order to give. To the extent that I want to feel good about myself, remember, it's in everything in, in, in life, it's either we are letting the light in or the lights, or we're creating a blockage. So what, when we feel good is when we let, let the light in in our lives. When we give, we feel good automatically. Where is that good coming from? It's coming from because you're imitating God. But when you take, you're not letting any light in. You're not letting it. So you, it, so you could see at the end of the day, it does, you don't feel good. What he says, the ultimate goal of man is imitation of God in every single good act. Paralleling God's creation, the most direct way we can Im imitate God is because God's purpose was in order to reveal his kindness. And in order to reveal his kindness, you have to have people to give. To give. You cannot be a giver without a receiver. So he created the world in order to become the receiver. And this is where he said, so he basically put us as a co-creator. Whenever we are giving somebody mercy, we are imitating God. 
just like God gives us mercy, He gives, we, give other, we can give other people mercy, then we ourselves are given mercy. To the, you know, many times I tell people in my recovery center, listen, right now, who can you forgive? Who could you give mercy to? You have to create mercy because you need mercy. So you can do that right now. You're not getting any mercy. You're stuck in an addiction. So right now you need to become the giver by giving somebody else mercy. Then you are imitating God. You are getting mercy. And this is how we let the light in in our lives. When God created first man, what did he say? Adam was one. And God said, it is not good for man to be alone. Because if his man's alone, he cannot become a giver. And if he can become a giver, then, what's, then he can never resemble God. Period. If it wasn't, if Chava was not there, God can never be, man could never become a giver. Therefore, he could never resemble God. So he had to create Chava in the picture. And where Adam sinned and where Adam erred in, in, the, in the garden was he was the he was influenced by her instead of influencing her. He should have influenced her. Don't listen to the snake. Don't listen to it. If he, was, if he did his job properly, he would have been going to give her. He would, have, he would have saved her from the wrong advice. But maybe it was all meant to be. But now, now he was influenced by her. So you could see the reverse role there, how that, how that destroyed so much in life. What did he do? He made man. As long as man was alone, he cannot become a giver. And if you can't become a giver, you cannot imitate God. Period. So just think about areas in your life. You know, we, we see today the, and we're going to talk about just a little bit about it, but we could just see areas in your life where God, you have, you have, we have to procreate, right? What was the mitzvah to procreate? Why do you have children? To give. The whole purpose in this world is to give. And the more you give, the less you think about yourself and the happier you'll be. But at the end of the day, you're going to end up getting. But you're not going to be thinking about getting because you're just going to get it anyway because you're going to be so fulfilled that it's going to come to you. But the more I'm, I don't give because I'm thinking of, I'm, if I give, I'm going to get, then that's where the whole problem is. You're not really giving because you're really giving to get. It's, this is talking about giving unconditionally. Doing something nice for your spouse, doing something, giving a compliment, letting something go, not holding a This is giving unconditionally, not, con- not today's world. Oh, I'm giving to get. It's very, very different. God then created a woman as a counterpart of, part of man. The relationship between man and woman is basically the same relationship that God has with the world. It's super simple to understand. Just like the world, God is the male. The world is the feminine aspect. Man is the male. The feminine woman is the female. Okay? Remember that concept. That's why it's always refer, he's always referred to as him. Because the, the, and the world is, 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 is represented as she, as a feminine aspect. Because it teaches us that God wants us to ultimately mimic him. And you could see the reason why we have to struggle so much today to deal with trauma and to deal with pain and to get out of ourselves and to grow because if we can't grow, we can't give. If we can't give, we cannot resemble, we cannot imitate God, and we cannot fulfill our purpose on, on this world. So that's a big deal. The reason why you want to get out of yourself is because you have an obligation to grow, to give. Because if, if you can't give, you can't resemble God. And you can't resemble God, then you can't be a co-creator. 
You can't be co-creator, then you're in this world just getting self-pity from people. You become a taker. And if you become a taker, you therefore can never imitate God because it's completely the opposite. Very important message. So this is another, if you need enough leverage to, to, to get, out of your, get out of trauma, to open up your heart, to get, to get to the next level of your life, it's just think about it. Wow, I, I, can't, I, can't become, I can't imitate God. If I can't imitate God, it's my whole purpose of existence. My whole purpose of existence. Therefore, God created a man to become a partner. And when man becomes a partner of God, he procreates with children. So there you go. So what's the next thing? This is, this is the reason why, I'll explain to you why there's such a problem with sexual promiscuity today. Because if you're not, think about if you're in love with somebody, you want to give them. They're really, you, you want to give them. You, 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 but if, you're, if, if it's just lust, it's really what they're doing for you. Instead, you're, now you're a taker. If you're getting in a relationship just for lust, it's all about what you're getting. If you're getting in a relationship out of love, for example, let's say you're in a relationship out of lust and somebody gets stuck in the airport. You're like, damn, can't you just take an Uber? But if you're in love with that person, you're going to go out of your way and pick her up. See the difference? You know, it's all about what you're getting. You're a taker. So we're thinking, oh, I'm in love. No, no, you're really infatuation. That's not the same thing. Love is what you can do for the other person. Lust is what they can do for you. This is where the world has a little bit, a little bit of confusion, where you see codependency, all this today. It's not, it's not really giving. Remember, you have to fill up the gas tank to give. <laughs> Can't give on an empty tank. So you don't want to also get into a relationship when, when, the, when the gas tank is empty, because what are you going to give? You're going to become a taker. And then the relationship is not going to have any... Can't, you won't be able to, to mimic your creator. God, just as God is a creator, a man becomes a creator of life. As the sages teaches, there's three partners. There's the father, the mother, and God. The sexual act is the vehicle through which man displays his partnership with God. This is the reason why perversion is such is considered one of the greatest sins. Spilling of the seed, all the stuff that we speak about. Why is it so bad? What's the problem? It's because you're not giving. You, you cannot give. You're just taking. You understand the problem? You're, not, you're taking the potential to be a giver and mimic God, but now you're not mimic God, you're destroying it. So today, the world, you could see, this is the area where there's so much confusion. And, and, the, and the, anytime there's chaos, is there's, and anytime you'll see chaos in life, there's definitely sexual prosperity uh, uh, there. there. It's just bottom line. So when I tell guys, listen, you have to get married to give. You can't just, it's not about you, it's not about having fun, it's not about showing yourself with five girls. You can't become a giver that way. You're a taker now. And if you get a taker, you can never really be happy. It appears that you're happy, but deep down you're not happy because you're not getting the light from God because you're not, you're not a giver. This is why we're, we're, our job is to procreate. Man's job, man has the mitzvah to get married and man has the mitzvah to have kids. So this is an area where if we can't, if we don't, if we, if we don't take their seed and do it the right way and, and procreate, we do not mimic our creator. Therefore, good cannot come to the world because good is only, good is only imitating God. And imitating God is doing, becoming a giver. Imitating God, giver, good. Those three go in hand. 
taker, we go, we, 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 don't, we stay away from God and we, we become takers. We can never be happy because at the end of the day, there'll never be enough of what you can take. Do you understand? There'll never be enough. There'll never be enough money. There'll never be enough food. Our sages tell us that this char- thank God that we have the ability to give charity. Charity is not a favor for, for the people. Charity is a favor for you. Because if it wasn't for charity, you would ultimately, you, the greed will kill you so bad that you, would, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to handle it. So the fact that you're giving allows you to at least feel accomplished by that. In a spiritual sense, the good that man does also benefits human being. For example, the minute you do good, let's say all of a sudden you pray for the world, the world is, gets, gets changes. Let's say all of a sudden you forgive somebody. That person is now forgiven. This is why our sages tell us at night, it's very, very important that we have to square off. What do we say at night? When we say Shema at night, please God, let nobody be punished on my behalf. Let nobody be punished on my behalf not in this lifetime, not in a previous lifetime, because if I'm holding a grudge, at night they do accounting. And they say, okay, well, who did wrong to who? Who deserves? Let's say that person did wrong. Okay, that person's going to get punished. He's going to get into a car accident. But I could forgive him that night before and I could save him from that car accident. So that car accident really could have been my lack of forgiving. My lack of forgiveness. Well, he doesn't deserve to forgive forgiven. So you don't deserve to be forgiven also for all other things. So we always have to recognize there's debt in the account. We can never walk around saying, hey, I have no debt in the account. Why should I forgive anybody? <laughs> Opposite. There's always debt in the account. There's things that you've done. Who knows if you've done it from this lifetime or previous lifetime. But the ultimate point is we mimic, we do good by imitating God, imitating God. That's how we do good. And to the extent that we don't, we become takers, this is where every relationship, where we become taker, we're going to struggle in that relationship. And anytime we're becoming a giver, and this is why giving without conditions to receive, very hard to do, by the way. <clears throat> because you see most relationships, when, when, when there is those, that conflict, it's all about scorekeeping. So when you're keeping score, you're not giving. <clears throat> you're not really giving, you're keeping score. You're giving for something in return. Again, this is not, I'm telling you from my own struggles. Every single class, I'm making a full disclosure. I am learning with you. I am not instructing you. I'm just the one reading the book. We are all learning together. I am not telling you. Believe me, I get almost tested on every single class I do. It's like an automatic audit. So full disclosure from now on, we are all reading together. And I just happen to be the one reading the book. But I am not telling you what to do. I'm learning with you and enhancing my own issues in my own life. Period. That's the full disclosure. Because these audits are, are, are exhausting already. <laughs> Absolutely exhausting. It's, 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 and it's every day. It's not like I'm doing a class once a month. Okay, I'll get audited once a month. It's like a day-to-day audit. <clears throat> Literally, I almost get tested in exactly the class I give every single day. So if I get the task, don't, how to deal with difficult people, invitation for two difficult people that day will show up somehow or another. It's like unbelievable the, the thing. This is why if you want to become a public speaker, you have to be able to hold, there's a lot of fulfillment, but there's a lot of heat also. It's not just one way. There's a lot of heat doing this. So if you're interested in it, you got to take the whole package. Fulfillment, but there's also a Yetzirah also. <clears throat> And this is why 
the Reishis Chochmah says something very beautiful. And he says, our responsibility, again, I'm not telling you that you should just be super permissing to everybody, enabling everybody. No. There's many people that I have blocked this. I have major boundaries in my life with many, many people. Because a boundary is not telling them that. that It's telling them what you're going to do if they cross the boundaries. We're not telling here to open up the gates, let toxic, every toxic person in your life and just, you know, love everybody. No, you could recognize that person has a, def- has a limitation. I cannot handle that situation right now. I'd rather not hate him. I'd rather just put a boundary. So there is a concept of a timsum. We're not saying here that here, just love everybody. You could love him for, his, for the fact that he has a Jewish spark and, and he is good inside of him. But we don't, we, there's times where you have to put boundaries in your life. Remember. Because what do we, if we don't have boundaries, we're going to have burnout. Either you have a boundary or you have a burnout. Because people tell me, well, this person's abusing me. No, there's a, put a boundary. I have many, many people. I've given clear boundaries. They block the boundaries. I have to block you. I'm sorry, I have to block you. And it has to happen. It has to happen, unfortunately. Because remember, <clears throat> giving is ultimately, the, the greatest giving is with that. Is a combination of, of kindness and judgment. And severe, left and the right. Chesed and Gevura. Because if we have too much chesed, we're enabling that person. So you cannot enable people also. You have to have that combination of chesed and gavura. That is proper giving. Giving without any kind of responsibility is also not giving. Because, for example, you could you know, tell a child, you know, just smoke heroin in my house. There's no problem with it. Do as much as you can. I'm giving. I'm giving you a place. No, you're enabling them. So there's, there's a de- definition today where we think today was giving. Today, what the, what the world is thinking, giving people, what happened? They enabled people. Now people don't want to work. <laughs> you can see people don't want to work. Too much enabling. Too much free time. What happens? Now it's come to work. Any little thing that's difficult? No, not for me. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid. So you can see that what, what happened today didn't, was not a positive thing. It was too much enabling. We, the government enabled way too much today. And this is why the Midrash says, an excellent example of illustration. A number of people are sitting in a small boat. All of a sudden, one ma- man begins to draw a hole on the seat, and the other person is complaining. He says, what complaints do you have? It's under my seat. No, but we're under the same boat. It's very, very important that we have to run after each other as much as we can to better each other. Because if we better each other, if we change the energy below, we get treated above differently. If there's more love, if there's more healing, there's more healing across the world. We cannot say, I'm good and you're not. This is why the minute you start even praying, the minute you even open the book, before you say, Karbonot, anything else, the first thing you have to say is, Ve'ahavta l'recha kamocha. Why did our sages put that verse? Why did our sages say, before you even start davening with a minion, is you have to have Ve'ahavta l'recha kamocha. I have to love everybody just like myself. Because if I don't, if Rabbi Nachman tells us if we have a problem with somebody in shul and we're praying, that prayer is a good chance cannot go, will not go through. It will not become a perfect prayer. Because the whole purpose of a, of a minyan is unity. And a minyan has to have good and bad in it. It cannot just have good. Just like a katorah. A katorah that has 10 spices, 11 spices is not good. But without the 11 spice, it cannot be good. Because the whole purpose of this world 
is to bring the, 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 the darkness into the light. It's not to avoid the darkness. It's to bring the darkness into the light. It's to bring the problem into the light. We're thinking, I just need to avoid the problems. No, your, problem, your job is to bring the darkness into the light. Big difference. Then, ah, I just want oh, darkness, avoid it. Darkness, avoid it. What happens is if you push away darkness, what do you think is going to come? You're just going to invite in more darkness. Another darkness will come. But when you transform darkness into light, it becomes a bigger light than it ever was. So practically with dealing with people today, it's not enough just to push darkness away. That's why I always tell people, don't pray that your problems should be over so quickly. Because what happens when you get rid of one problem that you could deal with, all of a sudden you can invite another problem in. You cannot have a life of no problems. So sometimes if that problem, you can manage it, thank you God for this problem. You know what? I can manage this problem. Because sometimes you'll get something you can't manage. So you see how our attitude really, really has to change. By, bottom line is we're all under the same boat. And we, our job is really, really to go out there and judge, our, 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 judge everybody favorably as much as possible. Find the good points in them. And by doing this, we are actually becoming givers. Because our creator judges us favorably. We judge them favorably. We are actually becoming givers and we're imitating God. That is real happiness. Happiness is imitation of your creator. Not just religion. Spirituality is the fact that you can imitate your creator by mimicking your creator. What would your creator do in this situation? Would he give them the benefit of the doubt? Yes, you have to give the benefit of the doubt. But there's always the ego that we're always dealing with, which makes like yesterday's class we spoke about his job is to make everything about you. And that's what the struggle is today. If this was so easy, we would all be flying colors, everybody would be in kumbaya, but clearly this is not the case. Because we obviously have to have the opposing force, which is the ego, which is rooted in fear, which is rooted in, in um, desire, which is rooted in all kinds of selfish natures that at the end of the day, ego is all about Taking. The soul is about giving. And this is why we, where, we, we, the, where it says, just as God clothes the naked, so shall you. Just as God visits the sick, so shall you. Just as God comforts the bereaved, so shall you. The Talmud also tells us that we have to imitate God's mercy and compassion. And Rabbi Nachman tells us something beautiful, that when you practice the 13 attributes of mercy, which is, which is Elul, is, Elul is all about this, by the way. Elul, we're going to say, people in Sephardic say, Sechot. All you're going to hear is, Hashem, Hashem, El, Rachum, Bechanun, Erech, Hapayim. You're going to say that a thousand times. Now, if you figure you say something a thousand times, you end up becoming it. But that is what it's all about. We're, we need a lot of compassion in Elul. Rosh Hashanah is around the corner. So when we say this, we have to do this. And the reason why is because God said to, the, to, to Moshe, let them say this, and I will forgive them. So the fact that we, Rabbi Nachman tells us that when we are connected to the 13 attributes of mercy, well, what happens is, is all our sins, normally a sin creates another sin. One sin creates another sin, and that sin creates another sin, and that sin creates another sin. There would be no way for us to contain all these sins. Right? Because I remember, every time you sin, there's a prosecuting 
angel that's, uh, that's, that's created. And all of a sudden, that angel makes you do what? Create another set. So what happens? How do you deal with You made one problem. Next thing you know, you got into a five-day rut. You created 40,000 negative angels. What do you do now? You want to get fixed. How do you fix this? How are you going to deal with 40,000 issues that you did? Rav Nachman says, if you practice the 13 attributes of mercy, if you are a forgiving person, then what happens is your creator will take care of the, you take care of the first one, he'll take care of the rest. So this is where we see today, you get offended, you get insulted, things happen to you, and you focus on the forgiveness as an opportunity for you to be forgiven, instead of taking it personally and making it about you. Not easy disclosure, but Rabbi Nachman tells us when you are forgiving, then God forgives everything you did. And this is where we really want to play it. It's a constant reminder. I almost say the prayer every single day, in, which is lesson six of Lakute Maran, which talks about, let me be dumb quiet and silent before any kind of insults. Let me make my soul like nothing. Because there's always accumulation of debt that we do. There's always accumulation of debt. And we want to be debt free. And the way when somebody insults you, and somebody offends you, or somebody's ungrateful, and you don't respond back, and you don't retaliate, which is a common thing that we all do, that debt gets wiped out. It gets wiped out. So letting go practically wipes out spiritual debt. When you have spiritual debt, that's what makes you feel so tired. Sins weaken a person. But when you let things go, it's an unbelievable opportunity for you to get cleansed. So I say this prayer every single day as, a, as an emotional person. I have this struggle that I have to constantly let it go, let it go, let it go. And it does tremendous work on me. And I've struggled with that prayer for years. But now I've said it so many times that now it's like almost programmed. Because that's an area that I have to work on. I, the prayer is all about, it's all about letting go, being being quiet and silent when you get insulted. Or when you get taken advantage of, or etc. Because that's really an opportunity to give you tremendous amount. Now, let's say God wants to give you that. He wants to give you light. But you have a little residue of stupidity you did. And He wants to give you that new dot. He can't give it to you if there's residue of stupidity. So that has to be wiped out. So you always need that... The more cleansing you have, the more clarity you will get. And cleansing, the best, one of the greatest ways of cleansing is, is being able to be silent and quiet when you're insulted and not making it about you. <clears throat> and Rabbi Nachman tells us that the name that we connect to on this is the name of Ekye. The name of Ekye is a numerical value of 21. If we look at God's names, 21, 26, 45, 63, 72, the lower the number, the more powerful the number is. That is the name of Keter. Before the Jews were in Egypt, they were in a state of cleansing. They, didn't, they were not prepared yet. Ekya means I will be. So that name, every single time you let go and you forgive and you don't answer back, you are connecting to the name Ekya. 
this name Ekya, which is the same name that we go to the mikvah. It's a name of cleansing. Anytime you, 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 you need a cleansing, that is the name we connect to. That is the name we connect to. Whether it's through a mikvah, you go through to a mikvah, you need a cleansing. And most, and most, and most insults and embarrassments come from sexual promiscuity or ego, etc. So when you look, when you get embarrassed this month, next month, which is prime time, because that's, remember, you want, you want to get to Rosh Hashanah cleansed. You don't want to get to Rosh Hashanah with all kinds of, uh, you know, spiritual baggage. This is a month that there, there, it's, you're going to see it more than ever. But all it is, it's a, it's a greater chance of cleansing. Cleansing can be also, you know, accepting, of, accepting a business loss. Cleansing can be accepting a relationship break. That's all, these are rejection in relationships. That can also be cleansing. Those are all forms of embarrassment. But embarrassment, people, normally when people get embarrassed, what do they do? The blood is boiling and they strike back. Your job is to, is to, instead of striking back, turn it up to God. Extremely powerful, extremely difficult. But that cleansing, many times you hear many stories of Sadiqim, the Baba Saladin, may rest in peace. One time there was a guy coming and there was a story that he yelled at the guy, humiliated the guy front of everybody. Guy turned from red to white. After the incident, they asked the guy, Rabbi, you know, you're not allowed to humiliate you. What happened? He says, that guy was destined to die in a car accident. But what I did is I humiliated, I killed him to save him from death. So you could see the power of this. And you could see how much the ego just wants to answer back, how much the ego wants to retaliate, how much the ego wants to give it back. And this is what Rabbi Nachman tells us in Lesson 6, is all the breast lovers know, this is Elul, Dom V'yishtok. The safest thing would be just to put a piece of a tape in your mouth and, 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 and circumcise your heart and just make yourself like nothing in the whole month. That is what Elul is about. And this is what we have to do. And the way, when we don't retaliate, and we don't make it about us, we are imitating God ultimately. Because what happens? When you sin, God holds your sin also. He doesn't retaliate right away, does He? He waits patiently for you. So, so you figure it out. So we're doing the same thing. We're imitating God, and that causes the ultimate good. And this is where, 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 where the whole concept about being a co-creator being a co-creator is, and this is where the, the asteroid of Akiva, what is the main commandment? Love your neighbors yourself. The rest of it is just, well, it's just commentary. Because when you're connected to loving your favors, as you, as you, as you loving your neighbors yourself, you're ultimately becoming a giver, you're judging favorably, and the rest is just that. And this is why there's a Gemara that says, one who hates gifts lives. One who hates gifts lives. Why would the Gemara say one who hates gifts? Because the fact that if I am a taker, I cannot become much of a giver. And then I don't imitate God. So the fact that I don't want everything for free, and this doesn't just refer to, to, to kindness, it refers to the struggle also. 
It's because exactly what it has. One who divorces himself from God, on the other side, is considered dead. To the extent where I'm a giver in this world, I'm going to be a receiver. I'm going to imitate God. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be co-creator. So think about in, 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 in the ability of relationships. If you have a hard, hard time forgiving, forgiving. You are giving now. Holding a grudge, you become a taker. What are you getting out of it? You're getting a little self-pity out of it. You're getting a little kickoff. You're getting you make that per- you have a little power over that person. You're, you're not a giver. You become a taker. Lashing out, what are you getting? You're getting a sense of control. When you get angry, what do you get out of it? You get control. Wow, I feel control when I get angry. So you can see these are not... Uh, you're actually... You're, you're, not, you're not giving. You're not giving. You're actually taking so th- this is where, look at your situations today. We could all look at it. And the number one thing is, number one, like to, to, to speak about yesterday, let's not make everything about us. Let's pray for the world. And the more we don't make everything about us, the more humble we are, then it's easier for us to become a co-creator, easier to forgive. And when we do get insulted and we recognize it's, that's that person's issue, that person has an issue, why am I making it about me? By not holding a grudge, you're actually giving to him and your creator is giving to you. Because now you can, this is like a vicious cycle of things. And this is very, very important. We need to understand that because sometimes Rabbi Nachman tells us in Lesson 59 that before Parnassah comes to a person, actually most of the time, the Parnassah comes to a person, you're going to get tested with anger. You're going to get tested. You're going to get tested with the stupidest things in the world. Because that, that Parnassus is going to get given to you. And you can do good with that money. And guess what? You're going to get tested. So if you have this... Just think about it. If you have this concept of, of forgiving and letting go and not making everything... You're going to make more money. You're going to make more money. Not only are you going to make more money because you're going to retain the money, but you're going to give more money away. And when you give more money away, you end up making more money because your creator says, Oh, I found a good person that can hold 10% of my holdings to give it out. So just this also, Reb Nachman, this is also Segula for Parnassah, for, for, across the board. So may Hashem help us that we should all become, I know there's a lot of concepts in this class, but ultimately imitate God by becoming a giver. Thinking less of yourself, becoming more of a giver, and this is all, we all have to learn this. Remember, every single time we're, we're stuck on these negative emotions, such as resentment, we are actually taking you're getting a kickback, you're getting a little self-pity, you're getting uh, people feel sorry for you. You're not a giver. And this is where we're going. When we're going through a struggle, the first thing is creative world. You have to ask them. I have to get through this struggle because if not, I can't become a giver. And I can't become a giver. I can't imitate you. Give me the awareness to get out of the struggle. Give me the awareness. Or whether you're going in a relationship and you have a hard time picking who you're supposed to and you're leading that person on. Again, you're not a giver. You're a taker. And you can't, and you'll, and you'll never have success in an area, you'll never have the blessing of God unless you resemble Him. Period. And just look at the world. Look at the world. This is where we have to go back to holiness and, and, and get out of this immorality. Have a great day.